The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes into glory with his Father and with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Who do you say that I am? It's a pretty powerful question that we hear in the gospel today. It's a question that I've often wrestled with in my life, but also now in seminary, that's kind of all you do. And we are looking today at a very interesting part of Mark's gospel. And I always kind of chuckle whenever I read Mark's gospel because the go whoever wrote the gospel of Mark always keeps telling people, shh, don't say anything. If you were Jesus and you were trying to get people to buy into your teachings and what you're talking about, you probably want to tell people. So it's very confusing to me why Mark keeps saying, shh, keep it quiet, keep it... I often wonder if Jesus was the original Episcopalian, where shh, we won't talk about that. Luckily, he wasn't. But that leads me to wonder what, what this is, it's called the messianic secret. And it's we keep it quiet and we keep it quiet and it's not until Christ is crucified and resurrected that we truly see the power of what he was. I don't know about you, but I have no problem saying why I'm Christian and why I believe in Christ. I really want to take this time to challenge us this morning, to not be afraid to tell our story. Not be like Mark and keep everything secret, but rather tell people who we are. Who do you say that I am? And I'll tell you right now, each of us is going to have a different answer. And that's okay. When I worked in sales, I used to make darn sure that the people who worked for me always told the same story because we wanted them to sell something. But in this case, we don't all have to have the same story. 
We all see Christ and Christianity in a different way. And that's okay. This morning, we get to celebrate one of my favorite rites we have as Christians, and that's a baptism. And little Blythe, who's having some breakfast this morning, is going to be baptized and welcomed into this community. And a baptism not only is about Blythe, where we will baptize her, she will get some water poured on her head, and that's it. But that's not it. Baptism is a reminder to all of us in this room of what was promised for us when we were baptized. Some of us were baptized as infants, some of us as you know, teenagers, some of us as adults. But whenever you were baptized, at that baptism is where you received your marching orders to be a Christian. One of the most beautiful pieces of literature we have in the Book of Common Prayer is the Baptismal Covenant. And I think, you know, there's a few lawyers in here today, so I want to make sure that we understand what we are saying yes to before we say yes to it. Mm. So if you want to turn to page eight with me, we're going to do a little bit of a contract clarification. So after we talk about the part of that sounds like the creed, we go into, will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers? Now these questions aren't just guided towards Blythe and her family. They're guided towards each and every one of us. So when it says, will you continue? In other words, will you come to church? Will you study? Will you pray? Will you continue to live into your Christian call? Will you preserve in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin and repent unto the Lord? As we heard in the second reading today, we're all going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. But when we make those mistakes, we admit we're sorry and we repent. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? When you leave this building, will you share with others what your Christianity is? It's very easy to be a Christian inside of a church. It's hard to be a Christian outside those doors. And this is the big one. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? How do we see Christ in each other? That takes us back to Jesus' question from the Gospel. Who do you say that I am? And when we encounter each other, I often like to begin in my mind with, who do I say that this person is? And this person is a child of God, just as you are a child of God. And will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? If we take the lens off of the labels that we put on ourselves, we put on ourselves labels such as I'm a progressive, I'm a liberal, I'm a conservative, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this. And what that does is it puts us into these silos where we want to hang out with people who think like us, people who make us feel comfortable. But it's not until we take down those labels and look at each and every person as a child of God can we begin the dialogue with each other. Can we be able to repent with the sin we've committed against each other? That we can truly live as Christian community. So I challenge us this morning. Sit with these this week. Sit with these questions and see how they speak to you.
See how they can play into your life and what they mean to you. And this is where I get to put on my deacon hat now. And after you think about it and what they mean to you, go out into the world and do it. Be Christ in the world. Be Christ's face, Christ's body, Christ's hands. And as we celebrate a new member into our body of Christ, may we walk out these doors and continue to live up to that body of Christ. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.